Hi guys, welcome back to Good Game. My name is Ryan. This is a podcast for rookies, veterans, and everyone in between. Tori, Justin, and I started this podcast because we did a show in the past based on a sketch show around sports, and we had an awesome time doing it. So we're really excited to be able to bring out this podcast together and talk about sports and mess around and hopefully make it accessible to everybody. Hell yeah, dog. The fun thing about sports is it truly can be for any and everyone. I feel like there is this weird like stigma where like sports fans kind of get in their shit a little bit too much about like if somebody doesn't know anything about sports, they're like cast off. And that shouldn't be the way it is because at some point we all didn't know anything about anything. So it's like we should be welcoming these people who have even just the most vague of interest. And hopefully this podcast can give people kind of like a little bit of a look that's accessible and fun and easy to catch on to. Yeah, guys, most of all, we love to chat about sports, the three of us, and it's something we love to do. So we thought, let's make other people listen to us do it. For our very first episode, guys, you are in for a treat. We will be discussing the NBA playoffs, which are starting very soon. And uh, we got a lot of hot takes coming your way. And if you don't know anything about the NBA playoffs, we'd love to get you some education here as well today. So uh, have a listen and enjoy. All right, folks, this is the two-minute warning segment in this segment, guys. Each one of us is going to have two minutes to discuss something that has happened in sports in the last week, in the last couple weeks, in recent history. I'm going to go ahead and kick things off, all right? And I am going to kick things off with none other than Aaron Rodgers. Folks, for those who don't know, Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. We all know Ryan is a Bears fan. The Packers are rivals to the Bears. Is it a rivalry so... if the Packers always win? Easy killer. Easy. Mm. <laughs> we, we, we split the season every now and then. <laughs> I love how he's like every now and then. That's why I hate Aaron Rodgers because he always beats us. All right, Tori, keep going. Well, that is relevant to what I'm going to say because Aaron Rodgers always beats the Bears because Aaron Rodgers is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Mm -hmm. Dare say, I would say, perhaps ever, right? And guys, what I'm going to say about Aaron Rodgers is that he has no one on his team who is as good as him. Also relevant to this is that Aaron Rodgers has recently started dating Shailene Woodley. Shailene Woodley, I believe it is. And... I believe that that has something to do with Aaron Rodgers questioning if he would like to remain a part of the Green Bay Packers. I think Shailene <laughs> said that he is good at his job. And I think he said, oh, thank you for saying that. And then he went he went and hosted Jeopardy and he was excellent. He was so good. He was self-aware. He was funny. He was able to host the show effectively and also be a quarterback and be a funny athlete and it was great he did a great job he did a great job yeah one of the better ones i also believe that shailene probably said you could host jeopardy for your whole job which involves getting tackled by no one on a normal day you know Mm -hmm. who knows you know those Mm -hmm. those jeopardy fans ken jennings coming in coming in from the weak side just gonna gonna take it down (laughs) What is concussion? <laughs> what is CTE? <laughs> oh, we don't want to get into that yet. Too soon. Hey, real quick. Daylene and Aaron, they're one step above dating. They are officially engaged. They fiancés. Thank you for that clarification. Yes, mm-hmm. Justin. Which yes, was Justin, wild because it just seemed like it was immediate. Like, yeah. I don't, I feel like I didn't even know they were dating until 
they were already engaged. But, yeah. that's, but that's Aaron Rodgers, though, right? Like, wasn't his brother on The Bachelor? He was like, I don't like this. I got to yeah. get out of here. This is awkward. Like, that's just him. He's low-key, man. Like, he's just a low-key dude. I feel like Aaron Rodgers, he's like a serial monogamist. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I feel like he's date. He's gets into very serious relationships mm-hmm. one after the mm-hmm. other, and he's always like, but this is the one. When you know, you know. But with that said mm-hmm. here, folks, Aaron Rodgers is kind of questioning if he wants to continue on the Green Bay Packers team, both because of his salary and also because he's kind of the only one doing his job on the team here. And my take is that Shailene really led him to kind of question that, his his own worth, you know? Hmm. And that is my take. That's my two-minute warning, guys. I love that your two-minute warning is based on the fact that Aaron Rodgers' love language is possibly words of affirmation. I believe it is. Wow. Wow. I firmly, I firmly stand by saying. that, Justin. Game that, could, that, could, that would make sense. That would truly – it would explain – a lot. I would assume a quarterback is not a fan of physical touch. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's it's the job of a quarterback to completely yes. avoid physical yeah. Every, touch. I love that. I love the idea that like Shailene tries to like like caress him, and he's like, ah. <laughs> he's like, no. He ah. just sees in Domigan Sue every time she reaches for him. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, do you want to go next? Sure. Yeah, I'll take the next one. So my two minute warning segment is that I think it is definitive that Russell Westbrook should be the MVP. The fact that he is averaging a triple double per game this season. Um, The fact that he is the sixth leader in rebounding as a point guard with 11 point 11 and a half rebounds a game as a point guard. He's number six in the league. He's ahead of Giannis. He's ahead of Joel Embiid. He's ahead of Julius Randle. He's ahead of Adebayo. He's ahead of Jared Allen. All four rebounds. The next closest non-big is Luka, who has eight rebounds a game. He's also leading the league in assists at 11.7 per game. The next closest is Trey Young with 9.4. The only player who I think should even be considered in the same conversation is Nikola Jokic, uh, who is averaging close to a triple-double per game. Ryan, can I I just want to interrupt you quickly. Go for it. Please tell us who Russell Westbrook plays for. He does play for the Washington Wizards. That's a thing. And I actually want to stop you there on that because I, for my whole ass life, have loved the Washington Bulletin Wizards. But I got to disagree, bro. You You out of your mind. Russell Westbrook is out here leading a team of bums. All right, DC. DC, you heard it here. You heard the it team here. is just, 32 just is not... and 38. They're not, they're, they don't even have a balanced amount of wins. Like, the second leading rebounder on the Wizards is a guy who hasn't played for four months. That's how bad rebounding is for the Wizards. They just don't do it. Russell has so many because he's the only one who rebounds on the team. The MVP of the league. Justin, stop right there. Tell us what a rebound is, please. A rebound's when somebody misses a shot and then the next person to grab that ball, that's a rebound. I mean, obviously, the MVP of the league is Steph Curry. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So we're going to talk about a team with a trash record and we're going to go ahead and trash the Washington Wizards when the Golden State Warriors have a have record, a better record that than is the very, very similar to the Wizards. But that's is it gonna better? That's going to be your argument. It's better. That's going to be your yes. argument. Okay, so, so here's what I got for you. Because hear me out. If you Answer think, this question. No, no, no. no let, let, me, let me respond because you cut me off, so let me respond to this one, all right? 
So, all right, you think Steph Curry should be. Granted, he is averaging 31.8 points per game, mm-hmm. which is great. And I agree, he has single-handedly mm-hmm. gotten the Warriors into the playoffs. Yep. Russ mm-hmm. is averaging less yep. points per game. I will agree with that. Sure. Steph is only averaging 5.5 sure. rebounds and 5.7 assists per game. All right? He does. He does. Draymond Green. Draymond Green has been pretty good the last two months. I'll admit, I hate Draymond Green. He's literally the most annoying NBA player, arguably ever. Arguably ever. But he's been on his game, and his game is rebounds. His game is being an annoying defender, and his game is hustle. And honestly, he's had a great year as far as assists are concerned as well. I'm gonna. Here's what I'm going to say right now. We're getting into the topic of the episode. So maybe we want to table the rest of this conversation for that segment. But are you guys going But are you going to even let me get all my point out or are we just going to are we just going to finish finish your point and I will not say a thing. All right. So, my argument against Steph Curry, he does have the most threes in the NBA, but he doesn't even have the most efficient three-point percentage in the NBA right now. All right? He has hit the most, I agree, but I also think that we need to stop glorifying the three-point shot because every single player can hit a bunch of threes. That is how you have to play in the game right now. It's not how it was back in the 80s and 90s when if you were able to hit hit a three, you were insanely great, and it was like, oh my god, he hit a three. Dude, these guys are pulling up from half court like it's no problem, all right? So the fact that we're glorifying the three-pointer is not a thing that needs to happen. I think... The fact that Russell Westbrook has been able to average a triple-double this year and is in the same conversation as triple-doubles as people like Oscar Robertson and Magic Johnson and all of Jason Kidd and all of these guys, the fact that we're not unanimously considering him as the MVP this year is, I think, absurd. I, I'm not going to interrupt you. I'm not going to argue that point anymore. But real quick, what's a triple-double? A triple-double is where somebody gets over 10 or above for points, assists, and rebounds per game. So the fact that one player is able to do all of those things when most of the time each of their positions are delegated towards doing one or two of those, I think is pretty great. Cool, cool, cool. All right, Justin, you're up. So I am here to proclaim that boxing is dead. <laughs> uh, I Hot take. I was scrolling my Facebook this morning, literally this morning. I did not have a segment planned. And then I stumbled upon a ad for a boxing card happening at Hard Rock Stadium down in Florida. And literally, it's just a bunch of YouTubers fighting a bunch of TikTokers. Headlined by the main event of Austin McBroom versus Bryce Hall. I don't know who either of these people are until I had to Google them. Austin McBroom is a internet sensation, apparently, American YouTube star and basketballer, according to Google. And he has three kids. All are very cute, but one is named Steel, S-T-E-E-L, Steel McBroom. And and just for clarification, this is broom with a B, like something you sweep with. Like this is McBroom, is like yep, a McDonald's McChicken, it is McBroom. I mean, I'm I'm not going to get too in the weeds on that. My last name is Swenson. We don't get to pick our last names. But the fact that Austin McBroom. But it does sound it does sound like he was <laughs> making up a last name and he started with Mick and then looked in the corner of the room and saw a broom and he went Mick 
Br- Broom? McBroom yeah. is my name. I mean, that is he's what fighting like. Bryce Hall, who I have no idea who he is. Apparently, he's on TikTok and is very popular. I'm sure people younger than me know exactly who that is. Tickets are going for $65. So, guys, if you want to fly down to Miami, have a quick weekend, uh, the weekend of June 12th, and go down and watch a bunch of people who have never been probably in a real fight in their life before, we should do that because real boxing is dead, apparently. I philosophically disagree with this. Oh, it it hurts me to my core that DDG is fighting Nate Wyatt. But here we are. That's 2021. I also have a huge beef with the fact that on he is called a basketballer. I think that is mm-hmm. a dumb thing to be. It's a weird as. term. I hate it. I hate that term almost as much yeah. as I hate Ryland Storm is fighting Tanner Fox. These names are just all over the place. I don't know what is happening. Oh, you want you want another one? I got Deji fighting Vinny Hacker. Who you got? <laughs> what? Oh, you want me to get you the Vegas odds? I'll look it up. <laughs> I don't think there are Vegas odds. <laughs> Justin. Yes. Mm-hmm. Specifically, the fight that our friend. Austin McBroom is in. What's at stake here? Is it a lot of money? Great question. I don't have the answer to that, to be completely honest. I assume that everybody now wants to be Jake and Logan Paul and wants to be, you know, the make money off of being an internet person who can beat people (laughs) up. It's a weird market that we're in. I blame Conor McGregor. He was the start of this whole thing. And now because of it, boxing is dead. I do love the idea that like, the end yeah. of this fight, only one of them gets to be verified on TikTok. <laughs> they're just fighting, and that's for, all like, they're fighting for. <laughs> Literally, just a blue check. I feel like this fight card is something like when we were growing up and we wanted to see like our favorite celebrities boxing against each other. I feel oh like this is just a terrible attempt at a version like that. Be like, hey, here's all these people who a chunk of the population have heard of who are famous on social media fighting. And it's like, nah, man, I would really just like to, you know, watch Tom Cruise and Jake Gyllenhaal just go at it or something like that as opposed to Austin Austin McBroom and Bryce Hall. Like, I just... Well, yeah, it's the people who would do it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It's totally the people who had time. And was like, maybe I can make some money off of this. And I mean... Do it. We live in a capitalist society. But also, it's so bad. Anyone listening to this, and you guys should really look up the poster for this, because there is a poster, and it's literally all of these very skinny men with no shirts on, and it looks like if you hit any of them in the chest hard enough, their shoulders would touch each other. (laughs) They just all look very malnourished. They just all look very bad. Like, and I'm, I just, I can't believe any of these guys would be in a fight. I will send you guys the link later Thank for you. the poster, but please look it up. You'll have a great laugh. And also I'm betting $50 on Faye Jarvis to beat Michael Lee. I said what I said. Oh yeah. This, yeah. Let's, I will not be putting money on any of these fights. Uh. Oh, I'm making you both watch this. <laughs> Is this like a pay-per-view thing? Because I really feel uh, like that would be a massive waste of money. I don't... There's... It's on Live Live. Live X Live. Live X Live? Listen, I'm just reading <laughs> off out. the poster. I'm reading off the poster, man. We'll figure it out. It just looks like two boy bands fighting. Imagine if NSYNC and the Backstreet Boys actually now, tell actually, me would, Backstreet Boys would win. 100%. Yeah, I, would, I, I, would pay I think a lot so of money too. to see that. 100%. Ooh, I would pay good yeah. money to see them do that now. Oh, I would too. I feel, I feel like there'd be a lot more injuries oh, yeah. that happened very, 100%. very quickly. 
now. <laughs> these yeah. dudes, yeah, they're, they're, they're these they're dudes they're in their forties and fifties, just yeah, be like, all right, cool, let me just get say. some Bengay yeah. on my knees before we before we duke it out. So today's episode is basically all about the NBA playoffs. We are finally at this point. It's a very exciting time of year for basketball fans. But for those who may not know every single thing about how things work, we are going to go ahead and give you just a brief history lesson on the NBA playoffs. And to do so, we got my boy, Professor Ryan. Professor Ryan. I love it. All right. So the NBA playoffs have changed a lot over the years. They started back in 1947 when the league was kind of getting going. And ever since then, there has been more and more teams added to the playoffs and the format has changed a little bit. So right now, the way that it stands this year in the league is that there are 10 teams who are in the playoffs with eight teams having to go through a play-in tournament to get into it. There used to be a lot less teams that were involved in it, changed a lot over the years, and most recently there had been some changes where back in 1984 there started being like a best of five series in the first round where each team would play you know, a maximum of five games and the first team to win three would move on and then they would go to best of seven and so on. Eventually got changed in 2003 to best of seven for every single game. And how the play-in game works is a couple of these teams who have the worst records, the ones who are the seventh, eighth, ninth, and 10th seeds are playing each other for one game. The winner goes one way, the loser goes another way. And this is all to get people into the actual playoff picture where there will be eight teams from the Western Conference and eight teams from the Eastern Conference. This is the first year that this has ever been done. And it's interesting because there has been a lot of back and forth going on between players as far as whether or not this is a good thing and from fans as far as whether or not this is a good thing as well, including some people flip-flopping on it as far as how they feel. So that is the history of a very brief history of the playoffs and kind of where we're at now. Um, Professor Ryan, you, you spoke of flip-flopping. Who's, who's doing this flip-flopping? The main character who has been doing the flip-flopping was none other than LeBron James, (gasps) who was initially outspoken about how great the playing game was and how these teams were going to be, you know, it was awesome for them to get involved in it. And that was when he thought that his team was going to be so good that they never had to get into the playing game. And now that he's realizing they are going to have to play in there, he has come out against it and saying how awful the playing game is for sports. There could be a best out of a three-team uh, playing, um, um, there could be, listen, there's five games left in the regular season, let those four teams play each other. And then whoever got the best record out of that, maybe one, the, 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 the final two teams had the best record, play each other for a game off to make the AC. Many months later, uh, we end up at six or fifth or, or, or whatever the case may be, or if we end up in the, you know, the playoff, uh, whatever that thing is, wh- whoever came up with that shit, uh, need to be fired. Um, but whatever. Because he's in the play-in. He thought he'd be a top team, but he ain't. Very interesting how your opinion can change when it affects you. Yeah, guys, he's flip-flopping on the play-in tournament like he flops on the court. Thank you so much. My name's Tori Wynn. Um, All right, tip your be- servers, Thank everybody. you so much. That's, Thank you so much. That's the pod. That's the pod. Thank you. Thank and I you. love the truth behind it, too, because it is so <laughs> true the flopping that goes on in the league, especially by LeBron. But what's interesting to me with this is that 
this play-in game is arguably going to be the most fun game to watch in the entire playoffs. He thought he I thought mean, he would at least be a top six team, but the Lakers yeah. are currently at seven, the seventh seed in the Western Conference, and they are scheduled to play the Golden State Warriors in a play-in game. Ooh, that's that's not a team you want to play in a play-in, brother. The first game, like having the Lakers play the Warriors in like one of the first games in the playoffs, yeah. is just yeah. wild because we get to watch Steph and LeBron go at it for that's one game. Like- of all the teams to draw, ooh, it's just such an interesting matchup. Truly, Steph Curry at any point could drop 60 points. Sure, it's kind of just him, but, like, that's not the guy you want to play against when the game is on the line because he can literally shoot from anywhere. But also in the East, like, not to be outdone, it's a spicy little 7-8 matchup there, too, because you've got Boston. I mean, if things stay the way they are, you've got Boston playing Charlotte, LaMelo Ball was, they thought he was out for the season, but now he is back because he's a young youth and he <laughs> heals very quickly. Like, they're just a, such an exciting team if Bridges can come back because he was on COVID watch for a while. But if he comes back, Charlotte's one of the most exciting teams in the NBA right now. They're just so young and athletic and they get up and down the court. And Boston just looks sus all the time. Well, I mean, the other to kind of, devil's advocate that point you're making Justin I do think what Charlotte lacks a little bit is playoff experience like pressure Mm. experience you know what I mean I think that I think we'd all agree that that's you know playoffs in regular season is a whole different experience and I would I just think Charlotte might suffer from that a little bit is it fair to say though no one has play in experience dun 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 But also the Celtics are going to be without Jalen Brown, so they fucked. I don't know. Just It is a different way of doing it. I'm just curious to see how it's going to end up shaping the playoffs because, yeah, there's so many teams who are involved right now. I think it does question kind of the integrity of the regular season, right? Mm -hmm. If any bad team could just get in the playoffs, what the fuck were the last five months for (laughs) like you know what I mean (laughs) right like why did we watch regular why did regular season matter if it's just like but bad teams can play in the playoffs too that's stupid but what I will say as kind of a the other side of the coin kind of an advocate for you know play in situation is to contextualize it for the listeners the NBA is we're, I think we, we are kind of moving out of this, but for a long time, the NBA had dynasty teams that would just own the final like three, four, five, six years in a row. As someone who watches sports, that gets boring. It feels like, oh, okay, well, you know, the Warriors are going to win again. I think the play-in situation does open it up. Teams who have been bad for a very long time might get opened up to be able to have more flexibility in the draft, more trade options, right? If they're successful after the play-in, right? Which we haven't seen from bad and mediocre teams in the NBA. You know, that's what I will say about that. I think this is going to become a common theme for a lot of the episodes we do, where honestly, it's kind of sad in a way where a lot of these things are just really crummy cash grabs truly just really really rich teams and owners doing everything they can to get squeeze every little buck out of fans because honestly the san antonio spurs their fans don't want to watch any more games they've lost 30 they've lost 37 games like let the let those fools (laughs) rest let them go outside yeah like 
Let the fans of the Washington Wizards go outside. Jesus. They can walk the streets of D.C. without Donald Trump around anymore. Let them yeah. go outside and frolic for a summer. Let them live. They don't need to see the Wizards lose any more games. <laughs> yeah. I've had enough. I'm good. It's the NBA trying to like, jack the NCAA because they have their play in. And that's exciting because it's one and done. And I think the NBA just saw that and they were like, oh, that looks fun and lucrative. And then they were like, let's do a playing game that State Farm can sponsor and we can get a bunch of money off it. I just had a thought and I, I want to pose it to you guys. I wonder also if there is some justification for the play-in for this season specifically because of COVID. Two reasons being, A, when the season stopped, okay, in 2020, they lost a bunch of fucking money, right? That's This could be financial compensation for that. It also could be, I could see the league justifying it in this way. We have a lot of players who've been injured, but we have a lot of players who have gotten COVID. A lead scorer getting COVID out for two plus weeks can fuck your shit up, right? So I wonder too, like that's another justification that the league has for doing it this year where we're like, "Mm, some of these teams have had some bad luck COVID wise. Maybe we'll give them another shot, you know? I would I would agree with that. I mean, you look at the Lakers and, you know, LeBron James has been out. Anthony Davis is just coming back. They've had like Dennis Schroeder's been in and out like they have come on some bad luck, whether it be COVID or injuries. So if there were ever a year to have a play in, it is this one. But I mean, isn't that also on the NBA for having a season last year that ended in October, then trying to run it back in on Christmas? Like, what the fuck? These big boys need rest. Okay, I guess I want to ask you guys, how is the play-in going to play out? Oh, ooh, ooh, okay. Looking at this right now, I think I think Golden State is going to end up the seventh seed. And then I think the Lakers are going to end up the eighth seed. I, I, could, I could see that happening because I don't see, you know, those are the two teams that's going to be the game to watch. I don't think that yeah, Memphis yeah. or San Antonio are going to be able to take on the Lakers, even though to be, the Lakers are are battered and bruised and they have they're all very sore from this whole like they've been they've had injuries throughout the whole year yeah um i think they're still gonna make it there and then i think on the in the east justin you're not gonna like it man i think the wizards you think they're gonna i think they're gonna get in but i I think they're gonna end up playing philadelphia i think they're gonna be in the the eighth seed and then i you know what i i think charlotte's gonna get in at the seventh seed yeah i i truly don't want the Wizards to have four more losses. Like, I, I don't need more. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Like, it's enough. It's enough. Plus, also, I just... Ugh, God, that team is so beat up. Like, I think Indiana somehow finds a way in. I think it's Indiana really? and Charlotte that, that end up in those seven and eighth seeds. I mean, Indiana... Sabonis is so freaking good. Yeah. And, like, Karis LeVert, who has come back from this whole, like... He had, like, a crazy kidney issue where like for a split second people were like it's crazy yeah yeah like it was like a carcinoma yeah and he's been playing the best basketball of his life big fan he's been getting my fantasy team right where we need to be in the championship (laughs) so shout out to my boy lavert uh little uzi lavert is doing great i hate that we're about to win a championship baby we're about to have a fantasy basketball banner i hate that What? Lil, Lil Uzi Levert? It's a great name. Don't be mad. I had to change it. 
And Justin, Justin, just for because of your your name dropping abilities, just for context, what is the name of your plant that you have in in your place? <laughs> oh, uh, uh, you mean ASAP Fern? Yep, ASAP Fern. <laughs> I guess people know a little bit more about me now than they thought they would. And we're all we're all better for it. We're all better for it. I I, I just want to clarify something for the listeners too. I know we've been talking about the Washington Wizards mm-hmm. a lot, and I just want to say that Justin and I are both from uh, the D.C. area. And have therefore been just battered by DC sports teams for most of our lives. So the Washington Wizards being just good enough to make it to the play-in is pretty on brand. (laughs) Yeah, truly. In fact, I just want to cleanse myself with the memory of the one time the Caps won the Stanley Cup. That did happen in real life. And we got to watch that. And Mm. then what happened the next year? The Washington Nationals also won a championship. And then the Washington Mystics got one. That is true. That is true. So, you know. A city of champions. All right. What did it cost? Everything. Everything. (laughs) (laughs) Truly gentrified the whole city. Ryan, I definitely agree with you as far as the Lakers and the Warriors. I think that several things would have to go wrong for, I think, either of those Mm -hmm. teams. It It would have to be, like, the perfect storm. Schroeder would have to come back, like, with symptoms. And then AD would have to re-aggravate one of his... 18 injuries at this point. I was going to say, poor guy. Can't catch a break. Right. I feel like I feel like every day I get a new ESPN up like uh, notification that's like AD pricked his finger. AD's got a paper cut. Like it's he's like day every, to day. Like Yeah. For, for like the last 2 months he's day. But I swear to god when he's on the floor, good grief. Yeah. He is terrifying out there. Yeah. Well then, let's just get right into it. The Lakers are the AFC do they beat Utah in a in a best of seven? I think it really comes. Are they going to be healthy? Um, if they have any, if like one of their guys out, like if if LeBron or AD or anybody's out, I feel like Utah's been healthy the most of the year, except for the the Donovan Mitchell stuff that was going on. But you know, yeah, yeah. And also, like, is he going to be at full strength? Like this season has been tarnished by injuries for every team so it's kind of like mm-hmm. i feel like the healthiest team is gonna end up making a huge run <laughs> yeah. which is yeah. which is wild yeah i think that's could be said for the whole thing i think the two teams that we see in the finals are gonna the be the teams the teams that that the, literally the last one standing <laughs> and in the east i don't think seven and eight do anything i think they both go home very quickly right i, I think it's very like it's four quick losses for Washington if they get in. Indiana may get one or two, all Philly, but like, eh. But I think the Lakers have a shot of yeah. beating the Jets. I think yeah, they same. can win that series. I think that's a winnable series for them. And I think, honestly, I'm going to say it, I think Golden State can beat Phoenix. I, I don't think it's that far-fetched because Steph Curry owns Chris Paul. That's just, he owns his soul. The So I will say... Out of all the teams in the playoffs, I am rooting for the Suns the hardest. I I what? would just I mean you you look at that team like nobody has taken them seriously this yeah. entire season. Nobody that has even looked expression. at that team at all and been like <laughs> that team that team is worth anything like the entire year. Yeah. But you know they've played really well, and if there were a team to win that you know that I'm looking at, be like all right, you know I would. I, it'd be nice to it'd be nice to see them win. Like if I had to root for a team, I think that's the one that I'm going to do. Do I think they're going to win? No, but I would <laughs> I would like to root for them because I think yeah. it'd just be a it'd be a fun fun team to watch win the whole thing. My next question was, hey guys, 
Are the Phoenix Suns good? <laughs> <laughs> Truly, I was going to ask it. I was like, because I just, of course they are, because they have Devin Booker, who's great, and Chris Paul, who somehow, some way, keeps making things happen. And they've got a bunch of young guys, but just, you're like, Phoenix Suns? Really? This whole year has just been felt like a weird fever dream in, like, the Western Conference. Because you're like, it makes no sense that, like, Utah is one and, like, freaking Dallas is five because they can't keep a rotation on the floor. And, like, Portland somehow still can't put it all together at six because they keep getting people injured randomly. And, like, somehow through all of this, Utah and Phoenix are the top two seeds. And then in the East, you're like, Philly, I guess. I mean, about time, right? Yeah. I disagree with that. Philly's been Philly's been solid the whole year. I think, and again, it's going to come back to who's healthy. I think for Brooklyn, like, I don't think if they have their team on the floor, I don't think there is a team that can beat them. With mm-hmm. with all the weapons that they have, if they are all healthy and all on the floor, KD, yeah. Harden, just having everybody there, like, I don't think they can be beat if they're all on the floor. But with that being said, there have been single-digit games this year that all of them, including Kyrie, have, like, been on the floor. So, like, if Brooklyn stays healthy, they're winning the whole thing. And then out of out of the West, I, I have... The West, for me, I look at it and I'm like, I have no idea who... If you look, if you look at records, right, right now, uh, I would... Comparatively to the other teams in the East, I, I don't think the Nets are anything special in comparison to Philly. Like, I don't think the Nets beat Philly, and I don't know that the the Nets beat the Bucks in the playoffs either. Ryan, in your play-in situation, right, where 7th and 8th seeds go to Warriors and Lakers, where do they stand in the context of the teams that are already in? Like, healthy Lakers, everyone's back, right? Bronze ankles, fine. AD miraculously uh, goes one day without stubbing his toe. Schroeder's totally, you know, fine. All of that. All right, and then Draymond and Steph just drop points like like we know they can. How do you think they then compare in the playoffs playoffs to Phoenix and to the Clippers in Denver? Yeah, I think, again, if if the Lakers have everybody on the floor, they're a hard team to beat. Because, and we saw that over the summer, too. Like, in, in the bubble, right. the Lakers had their squad. They were there throughout, and they beat everybody. I still feel that, you know, if the Lakers have everyone healthy, they're going to be tough to beat in the West. With that being said, because they are have been so injured and they're probably exhausted and like the rest of the teams are exhausted too, but because the injuries can take an even bigger toll, I think the Lakers have a shot. I also, just based on Steph being Steph, think Golden State has a shot, but then, you know, I'm rooting for the Suns. Like, I, I genuinely don't know. Yeah. So like, what, yeah. what, what do you guys think is going to happen? I don't know. I think, I guess I'll kind of posit like what I would like to see in the end and what I think is going to happen. I would love for, y'all know, I do love LeBron. I do love LeBron James (laughs) for an amalgamation of reasons. I think you love the idea of LeBron James more than you actually love LeBron James. I, I, you know what, Justin, that might be... (laughs) I think we all love the idea of LeBron. LeBron James is a concept. We love it. We live for it. <laughs> okay, that's the title of the episode. LeBron James as a concept. <laughs> I, I, lo- I love him as an idea. I, I... Yeah. 
as a yeah I think that's a great way to put it I have a LeBron jersey I like like what he does off the court this season uh this season I would say I'm like LeBron I like eye roll at LeBron just like just like stop like stop stop and I would love to see the Lakers not go all the way if sports is quote unquote the ultimate meritocracy right like the best teams win I don't think the Lakers were the best team this season you know I think last season they were and I think they deserved to win last season this season I do not think that's the case I would love I would love to see Utah in the end. And as far as, I mean, if the Warriors go all the way, I think, like Justin said earlier, Steph Curry can Steph Curry, right? He can drop 60 in a game. If Draymond Green is healthy right there next to him, they're unstoppable. My only issue with the Warriors is that I think they lack a little depth right now as far as the rest of the team goes. So yeah, I I would say I would love to see, I would love to see Utah and... Say it. Give us a team. The Washington... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, no more. That team is not good. They don't have a center. I don't know. I I, I guess I'll say Utah and either the Bucks or the Nets. I, I want to see teams in the final that we don't always see in the finals. You know what I mean? And I just... Golden State and the Lakers. Uh, and I mean, yeah, I, you know, been there in Philly too even. I'm a little bit like, okay... Philly's good again. Okay. You know. Let it be noted that you personally have a have a strong hatred for Philly teams. Like that just that needs to be you're Don't you're, we all? you're 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 not you're not a Philly fan as it is. Too. Don't we all? No, I but I'm but I'm saying like that just for for the listeners listening like that needs to be clarified that like, you know, there are not a lot of Philly fans out there, but you know, I've had enough experience hanging out with Tori watching sports to know that she is absolutely not a fan of anything that comes out of Philadelphia. <laughs> if they just, if it's just like, they're just annoyed. They're fan, like, because here's the thing. Philly can't just win. They like win. And then they remind you that they won for like decades. They won this one year. They think they're champions forever after that. I just, yo, fuck Philly. Fuck Philly. I don't care. I Earlier I said that sports are a meritocracy or should be a meritocracy unless it's a Philly team. They never deserve oh to win. God. Fuck Philly. Tori, to be fair, we are we are looking like big hypocrites because we did just take a pause to celebrate the Capitals who won a Stanley Cup four years ago. Okay, but we never win, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate because it makes me look bad too, but like, it literally just happened. So yeah, something I, something I was thinking about for this too that I think is interesting yeah. in the playoff picture. What I think needs to happen to avoid the whining and bickering that's going to happen from just from the Lakers in like in particular. In order for things to be more justified, I feel like the Lakers have to make it out of the play-in tournament into the regular playoffs and then they need to lose. Because if they yes. lose one of the play-in games, then it's going to be like, oh, we didn't have a fair shot because we only got the one game. Like, teams yeah. are going to be saying that, but it's going to mean more in the media coming from LeBron's mouth as opposed to from somebody else's. So, like, yeah. I feel yeah, like yeah. in order for the playoffs to be more justified, I feel like the Lakers have to at least get that 7th or 8th seed because otherwise sure. it's just going to be, like, just a shitstorm in the media. I will, yeah, I'll say, like, 
the playing tournament is built the worst for the seventh seed. They're like, it's kind of like when you're in school as a kid and like you're sitting next to the kid who does something wrong and then you both get pulled into the principal's office. Like the Lakers and Celtics are like, what the fuck am I doing here? I didn't do anything. It's those guys. Like I did enough. I'm the seventh seed. I'm not the eighth seed. I'm the seventh. But they're still dragged into this. So Mm -hmm. they have like the most to lose. All right. Let's get to the real thing of the thing here. Who's going home with the trophy? I mean, I've already, I've already kind of said my piece about that. I, th- yeah. I think, I think it's Brooklyn. So it's what, what do you guys, what do you guys think? Oh boy, I was just about to ask, like, who wins the whole thing? Let's just get to the chase. Who do we think? Because we're gonna revisit this at some point. You know what? I just because it is in my brain, it it seems the most right, even if it doesn't seem like it can happen at this juncture today, I still think we get Lakers nets. I still think it happens. I think it's God's plan. I think it will just work itself out. Like Utah will crumble under the pressure. Chris Paul will do Chris Paul things. So he'll get to the conference final and somehow blow it. Um, And then I, yeah, I just think Brooklyn, it's really hard to defend a team that has two of the greatest shooters of all time and possibly one of the best ball handlers and facilitators of all time in Kyrie Irving. Like, it's, it's how do you defend Kevin Durant, who can shoot from anywhere and is damn near seven feet tall, and James Harden, who is essentially, before this year, was the leading scorer in the NBA for a couple years in a row? Like, how do you, how do you defend that? Even if they don't have really much of a bench, if their bench looks like us three, sitting down waiting for to get our couple minutes in like i don't know how you beat that team four times out of seven yeah i i think steve nash gets his ring i think baby boy blake griffin finally gets his ring i think kd gets another ring and gets called a snake once again for hopping on another team i i think Kyrie gets another ring because he'll probably end up playing great because he always does when it's the playoffs James Harden finally gets a ring and gets to go to the strip club and celebrate. It'll be a great time in Brooklyn. Brooklyn's going to have a great summer. They're going to be NBA champ- Like this, this was Jay-Z's dream. New York is back. <laughs> New this York is, is Jay-Z's back, baby. dream. Like it took like a decade, <laughs> but it's finally going to happen. Brooklyn will have a world champion. And I think it's going to be, it'll be funny that the Knicks first year back in the playoffs in like 15 years, that the Nets are still going to win the championship. <laughs> It's only right. It's only right. It's how it has to go down. Yeah, I would say if it's Nets, Utah, I'd go Nets. So the thing with Utah is that Donovan Mitchell has been out for like a month or so. And he had, he'd been ruled out for the rest of the regular season. So he had a sprained ankle. He's been out for the rest of the regular season. And then Mike Conley has also been out. So the hope moving forward, and there have been like updates coming out very infrequently trying to keep it hush-hush, but that like, you know, hopefully they're back for the playoffs. But if the Jazz don't have Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell, they're going to have a real tough time even making it out of that first round. I mean, I'll say this till I'm in the cold, cold ground. Utah sauce. I, I don't trust them. I trust Phoenix more than I trust Utah, and I do not trust Phoenix. But Utah is sus. Just the fact that they went 50 and 20, like that just, 
it don't sit right with me. It doesn't feel right <laughs> in my spirit. It just what does, doesn't feel like, right about it. What what about going fifty and twenty does not feel right in your spirit? The just. fact that it's the Utah Jazz in the year of our Lord twenty twenty one. Like you know what I mean? Like Rudy Gobert. That's not so even an bears. answer. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is, and it isn't. <laughs> like Rudy Gobert started this whole mess. Hey, true. I am. I am against Rudy Gobert as a as uh, a healthcare worker. I have been team against Rudy Gobert since the very beginning. I I want him to lose for the rest of his career. I think that was one of the most ridiculous things and just dumb and like yeah. just just a trash move. Like that makes you a trash dude to do something like that. And like I'm just I'm against the Jazz because of him. No team with Rudy Gobert shall prosper. That is that is my thought. He's a great defensive player. But also, he licked a microphone while having COVID, that goofball. Okay, so we, we basically talked about all what we think is going to happen, who's going to win it all. Is there any Are there any teams you want people, if they're not big fans, because there's going to be a ton of games. There are going to be so many basketball games to watch. What's a fun What's a fun team? What's a fun matchup to watch? What's something somebody should keep an eye for if they just want to sit down, watch some basketball, and then possibly just enjoy and fall in love with the game? I would say, I've brought them up a lot, but, like, watching Steph Curry play basketball is, it's like watching a perf, it's like the perfect execution of what the game is. Unless you're Ryan and you hate three-pointers. And Steph Curry, oh, yeah, yeah, unless you're Ryan and you hate three-pointers. Okay, let let me be clear. I do not hate (laughs) three-pointers at all. I... The only reason I was good at basketball was because I could shoot three-pointers. That was the only (laughs) part of my game that I had that was all right. I do not hate three-pointers, but I agree with you that, like, the way he plays the game and the way he shoots is, like, it's unmatched. He he does things that nobody else in the league can do, which is magical. So I I, I agree. And for our listeners, Steph Curry is the lead scorer for the Golden State Warriors. So if you see a Golden State Warriors game in our our playoff, assuming they make it through the play-in, then that is the Steph Curry we are talking about. You'll know him when you see him. He's like, oh my God, that would be a night truly... Like, there's no way this could happen, but wouldn't a nightmare scenario for the NBA be, like, Golden State and San Antonio getting into this thing? And yes. And like, no Lakers in the playoffs? Like, wouldn't that be uh, just a night... Like or, like, Memphis gets in. Like, no disrespect to Memphis. They'll be great in, like, two years. But, like... The biggest backfire ever. <laughs> yeah, truly, if San Antonio somehow works their way in as the AFC, people are going to be... Like, the NBA is going to be pissed. Adam Silver... The commissioner of the NBA is going to be pissed because he let in this bum ass team. Just who who would you say listeners should go? What they should watch to gain some love love of the game here? Okay, so I don't think this team will win this series, but Luka Doncic is incredible. Any game you can see of him playing is insane because he is true. I think he's twenty three years old or something like that. Something insane, and. He can score, he can rebound, he can pass. Like, basically, the Mavericks, the Dallas Mavericks drafted him a couple years ago, and a lot of people kind of laughed at it because they he was kind of unknown. He was this guy coming over from, like, Europe, and it was kind of like, typically, America has not gotten over the fact that other countries can play basketball and be good at it and excel at it. And he's 
when it's all said and done, he's probably going to be the best non-American basketball player of all time. And he's not even close to his peak. You got to see Giannis if you've never watched basketball because not many people can do what he does with his size. And him going against the Knicks is interesting because Julius Randle has had a year to remember. He literally... He could be he could be elected basically the mayor of New York City tomorrow if they were having an election. That's how great of a year Julius Randle has had in New York. Luka Doncic is 22 years old. He turned 22 in February. Wow, that's uh, infuriating. He's so he's one of the best players in the league at 22 years old. Yeah, just just turned 22. For listeners who may not know, you're probably like, how are they allowed to be in the NBA that young? And unlike other leagues, in the NBA, you only have to go to college for one year. So you could feasibly be in the league as early as 19 years old. And that's about to end soon. And that is about to end soon. And it's either in college, you have to play, you just have to be one year post high school. So you can either play in college or go play professionally in, you know, another country, or I think you can join the G League or, you know, there there are a lot of options, but you just have to be one year post high school in order to do it. So yeah, like Tori was saying, you, you can be 19 and enter the league. That could be different for uh, European players too. I think that just... It might be a weird rule just for yeah, it's American, just American basketball rule. players. Yeah, I feel like, it, us, yeah. yeah, like if you're if you're good enough from Europe and you're like 17 years old and you can do it, like go for it. Anything else you want to see from the playoffs that people should look out for for the playoffs? Uh, just LeBron's gonna be real whiny the whole time. <laughs> so guys, just you know. Do you love LeBron or hate LeBron? Which is it? I don't. I don't know. I love the concept of LeBron, LeBron James. James. It's a brand name. I it's don't like know. Pepsi. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's like a. It's like fast food. I love him, but he's bad for me. Yeah, it's a love hate relationship with LeBron James. And but with that, he's he gonna be he gonna be bitching. He gonna be out here bitching. I mean. They go. They go. I think. I. I think they get past Utah, and I think they get past whoever wins between Denver and Dallas. Like I don't think that. Like those teams don't. They're not gonna make a championship. So they're making the Western Conference Finals in your mind. I think. I'd be shocked if they didn't. Okay. Yep. Feel free to roast me in a in a month when I'm wrong. But that first that play in game, the the Warriors Lakers, I think that's going to be the game to watch, possibly for the entire playoffs. I mean, because it's just one. It's just one shot. Like, well, in theory, I guess if they one of those teams lose, they have another shot. But like, like, wouldn't it be a wild scenario too if they played in this play in game, they both make it, and they meet in the Western Conference Finals after playing in this play in game too? Like, that's a very Uh real possibility. The NBA would love that. I don't think it's happening, but the NBA would they would eat that up. That would be like why they had the play in. Just to have five games of Lakers Warriors, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Yeah, that's that's the master. Give the plan. people what they want. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's the playoffs for God's sakes. Give us what we want. Take take note. Justin said it first. If there is one team for you to watch in this playoffs, it is the Washington Wizards, Washington and you Wizards. should you should stay. I mean, he will I stake his reputation we, on it. I mean, I guess we have to see <laughs> unanimous MVP Russell Westbrook. But he like, is like oh, he oh, is. <laughs> what he has done is unmatched. <laughs> He's averaging a triple-double for the entire season. Don't get me wrong. I love Russell Westbrook as a person. As That's the Brody. He's, he's great. No, truly as a human man, 
But the idea that he is the MVP of the league, I don't know about that. That's a that's a bridge right there. That's a bridge I can't cross. I, the fact that he can even get that many assists with the Wizards is a miracle. I'll give you that because they're bad. The Wizards aren't... I love them. It's literally... Westbrook and Beal and no one else. There's no one else there. So doesn't that make it like even more impressive that he was able to do all that with this with the assists and the rebounds? He's sixth in rebounds in the entire league as a point guard, man. Their second leading rebounder on the Wizards has had a torn ACL for three months. Like that's why they lost their starting center in like the first month of the year. There's plenty of rebounds to be had. And I could get you four rebounds in Washington right now. You heard it here first. You heard it here first, Justin is playing in the playoffs he's 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 putting on he's putting he's putting the shoes back on oh about time i get some playoff ball in me i knew we were gonna i knew this whole conversation was gonna circle back to to russ i had a i had a feeling all right everybody that's pretty much it for the first episode of good game thank you so much for listening in we will be back very very soon in fact so soon we already know what we're going to be talking about we're going to be looking at the NFL draft, which just happened, and we're going to be looking back at who made good picks, who made bad picks, and probably who's going to still win the Super Bowl, which will be Tom Brady because he runs the world, whether we like it or not. Guys, do you got anything you want to plug or anything you just want to shout out before we get out of here? I would like to plug... Um... The Washington Wit. <laughs> All right, well, give me your social or something in case people want to complain to you directly. On Instagram, I am at ToriWin1. And I'm not telling you anything else. All right, Ryan, plug it. What's your Insta? My Insta is Ryan.Litman. It's set on private, so uh, send me messages if you want to, but, you know, just <laughs> I might not approve them. <laughs> Ten bucks says ten bucks says that Ryan had to get on his Instagram to figure out what his Instagram handle is. I I, I said this. I was thinking the same thing. Oh. I was thinking the exact same thing. Hundred percent. I was like, what the fuck is my handle again? Yeah, yeah. You guys, you guys know me too well, but I, absolutely, I was, I, I'm not. I'm not on social media enough to be like, yeah, I know exactly what it is. Honestly, blow Ryan's DMs blow him up. up. Blow him. Make him. Make him use it. Make him use it. It'll be great. Blow me uh, up. Mine is Swin underscore Swin underscore. Two underscores, two Swins. I think it's kind of easy to remember. That's what was available to me at the time. All right, guys, that's enough of me rambling on about nothing. We will see you next time. Good game, baby. Bye, folks. Bye. Good Game is produced by Tori Wynn, Ryan Lippman, and Justin Swinson, who also handles the show's editing. Our theme music was made by Mamba Beats. You can follow Good Game on Instagram at thegoodgamepod or visit our webpage at thetridentnetwork.com slash good-game-pod. Good Game is a part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com.